Hello, I'm Martin, and welcome back to Sight Voices, the podcast from Sight Choices. Sight Choices is an organisation in Surrey which gives support to those with disabilities, sensory needs, and mental health issues. And you can find a link to our website in the show notes. So far on this podcast, we've talked about many issues which affect people with disabilities and sensory needs, like stress and worries, accessibility, representation on TV, and offensive terms. We've also followed the success stories of our customers, wherever they have been winning awards, like a growth team volunteers winning at the BBC Environment Award or the team that went and got the Duke of Edinburgh Award. But this month, we are switching the focus up to the carers. We are all remember during the COVID pandemic where we got out onto the doorstep to clap for carers and the people who have often to give into harm's way to keep the rest of us safe. Well, the pandemic might have been over, but the caring continues. So today, we have four interesting conversations. Third Choices customer, Tash, talks to Rachel Bennett from Action for Carers. A group of customers talk with our colleague, Patrick Allen, who is raising money for Action for Carers. Share Life Manager, Donna Wilson, talks to Critic, the award-winning Share Life Carer. And finally, we hear from vocational project lead about what it's like to work in social care. Stick around later for Poppy. Tell us, he goes above and beyond for her. But first, Action for Carers is Surrey Choices local charity of the year. But what is a carer? What kind of action do they need? And how do they feel about being clapped for during the pandemic? Action for Carers, Rachel Bannon has the answers. So Tash went to find out. Hello, Rachel. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Tash. And you? Yes, thank you. Can you introduce yourself for me, please? Absolutely. My name is Rachel Brennan and I'm the manager of the Adult Carers Support Service at Action for Carers. That means that me and my team look after um, any unpaid carer over the age of 18. And um, I have been at Action for Carers now since 2017 and I am a carer myself. Okay what is the definition of a carer for you? A carer for me is someone who is not paid to care so an unpaid carer and that person is caring and supporting someone who without them couldn't cope with managing everyday life and it can be in small ways big ways it doesn't matter how or for how many hours a week or in what way but you are helping that person manage and cope and without them they couldn't manage okay so if I was to look after mum and dad by taking dad to appointments when mum can't do it and go for mum's do mum's shopping when she can't when she doesn't feel like doing it does that mean I'm an unpaid carer absolutely because you're looking after your mum and doing things that she now finds hard to do and to look after herself because if we took you away from that situation your mum would struggle to get food and to look after herself and maybe neglect herself or go without some food or reliant on people noticing that she was struggling, which may take a while for that to happen. So yes, you are. And I think you're right to sort of ask because 
um, a lot of people get the word carer muddled up with paid care worker, someone who is paid by an agency or by the person who needs support to go in and look after them maybe two or three times a day or a week. And that's really difficult for true unpaid carers, family and friends who feel quite invisible to the world. So, yes, you would be if you're looking after your mum like that. Yes, definitely. How did the carers feel when we all clapped for them during COVID? Well, we're going back to this who's a carer. And during COVID, the clap for carers was really about celebrating and thanking our NHS workers and the key workers that were looking after providing food and petrol and uh, support and paid workers. And yet again, carers then lost that identity through the term carer. So um, it was a isolating time, but actually um, because of lockdown, the world started to understand and experience the life of unpaid carers who actually have to give up work, um, give up their life to look after the person they care for and actually have their own mini lockdowns all the time. And one of our carers wrote a poem in lockdown about that very issue. And it's a very, very uh, emotive thing. But it's pointing out that actually people now understand what it is to have your liberty taken away because you can't go out when you want to go out. Um, because you can't leave the person that you care for, not even for five minutes. And that might go on for months or years. So carers were sad that they may not be in the mind of the nation when we did our five minute clap. But actually, they were thinking everybody's joining me now. Nobody can go out. So when we went out on our doorsteps on a Thursday, eight o'clock to clap, carers would go out and they'd actually see the people in their street for the first time, maybe. And people started realising that they were living near or next to people who were unpaid carers and needed support. So it it was a difficult time. But thank you for asking. That's a really good, okay. good question. What are the struggles and challenges for carers? Well, because caring can be a very ongoing process. You don't know the end time. It can be very tiring and exhausting. It can lead you to feel quite isolated because you can't get out to see people when you want to. Um, so carers can develop stress and depression and high anxieties. And challenges are sometimes getting the correct support for the person that they care for. By getting the correct support for that person, we can help the carer because that reduces the amount that that person has to do. So, you know, if you're cooking and cleaning and looking after your mother, actually being able to get that support paid for by for your mother, um, that would help you as a unpaid carer not to have to do that all the time and then you're not going to feel so exhausted can I tell you a bit more about what we do yeah that'd be all right so action for carers we support at the moment 24,000 unpaid carers across Surrey that's anyone over 18 that looks after a family member or a friend and we have a helpline so carers can ring in to get quick support. But I also have advisors across Surrey, who's carer support advisors, who are able to meet carers one-to-one -to, -one to help them with more complicated support that they may need around benefits or emotional support or finding that there's a problem with some of the um, social services or NHS care that 
is being provided or not getting any support at all or not having the right equipment so that we can help them solve those problems. And we provide events, so well-being events, things that make carers feel better about themselves, give them a break from caring and also give them tips and skills on how to manage and cope with the condition that the person they care for is experiencing. Um, And we run support groups through our hubs and events through our hubs and also online because a lot of carers can't leave the person they care for. So we do a lot of Zoom sessions like yoga and mindfulness and support groups. But we also try to work with other big organisations that we know of, like the National Trust, and we have a free annual pass for carers. So they can get out and enjoy walking around a nice garden or house somewhere in Surrey for free when they can, when they have that chance to do so, so they can relax. And we go to Hampton Court as well for free with carers all the time, so that we're trying to give them a little bit of a a break from caring. If someone is a carer and they need help, how can they find find out about your services? Well, we have a really good website at www.actionforcarers.org.uk and We also have lots of information and posters up in GP surgeries and lots of different places all over villages and towns. So hopefully people can see our big number 0303-040-1234 and then they can just ring. It's as simple as that. Or they can go onto the website and refer themselves. And once somebody's in touch with us, then we will ring them and contact them to have a chat and find out more about their caring role and the kind of support they need. And a lot of people are worried about phoning us because they don't quite know what we're going to say or do, but it's all free. And most of my care advisors, whether they work in hospitals or they work um, in the community, they are carers themselves. So we understand. How would you help someone who can read or write? Well, we have a lot online, but we also can support you one-to-one. So if you have difficulty in understanding something, then um, one of us can come out and fill in forms for you, help you, help you, support you through um, phone calls and also get you the right support so that if we're not there, you're still not left on your own to manage that. We do have a lot of people who have lost hearing or they've been born deaf or blind. So we often have to employ not only signers, but interpreters, because we do get a lot of people who speak other languages. Do you get many carers out of the Surrey area? We do get calls from carers from out of Surrey because there are other carer um, services all over the United Kingdom, but sometimes they're not as, um, as large as we have or offer as much support as we do in Surrey. So we do get phone calls, but we always try to um, give them the details of the service in their area so that they can have local knowledge, because I might not know what's going on in Newcastle or Cardiff. But if somebody phones and needs to chat, then one of my advisors will listen to them. We always try to give them information that they need. It was Carers' Rights Day on the 24th of November. What's Carers' Rights? Carers' Rights are all the services and the information that carers are able to access. In 2014, The Care Act was passed and that was a huge success for carers as it meant they were acknowledged as having equal rights as the person who was um, 
being assessed by social care or the NHS as being eligible for having their own assessment of need to be able to look after um, their own welfare, but also to recognise all that they do in their caring role and to have some support. And a lot of carers don't even know that they're a carer because of this misunderstanding about what is a carer. They think it's all paid care workers. So a lot of people think, well, I'm his wife or I'm I'm my mum's daughter and that's what I do and I love my mum. I look after her. But actually, we all do that, but it's when it stops us having a life that we become that unpaid carer. So a lot of people don't realise that they have access to that support and that is their right under the 2014 Care Act to know and access that. So Carers' Rights Day on 24th of November gives us that chance to celebrate it but get it that message out to carers that actually you are entitled to support and information and through our hubs we're having carer information fairs so carers can come along and find that out from all different types of agencies that will be there as a starting point to them realising that they are entitled and eligible for support. What do you enjoy about working for Action for Carers? Well, it's a real privilege to be able to support people who care. And being a carer myself, it makes it really important for me to ensure that other people have support so that they can recover their own life, they can carry on and they can be well and they can choose to care. And it's a really lovely place to work. It's a difficult time sometimes when you hear people's difficult stories, but actually we have a lot of fun times. There's lots of different things to do and we have a wonderful team, (coughs) very supportive. So the most important thing is that I find that it's about supporting carers who are unsung and invisible heroes in our community and that gives me great joy and pleasure to be able to support someone and for them not to feel alone in the world. Where are you based? We have an office in Guildford at Astolat in Burfham but most of us are based at home and I have four or five um, hospital carer support advisors who are based in the general hospitals across Surrey so that we can be as near as possible to carers to where they live. Is there anything else you think that our community should know about carers? It would be lovely if people could think, I wonder if I live next door or I know someone who cares. And because of the pandemic, a lot more people are now having difficulty in managing, in coping every day, and there are a lot more carers. And sometimes, um, as people, we struggle to know what we could do to help somebody else. So it's really good that somebody could think, maybe I'll just pop round and say hello, have a little chat, because they may not have spoken to anybody else that week. Maybe I could offer to sit with the person they care for for a couple of hours while they pop out for a walk or just have a break for a couple of hours. Maybe I could make them a a supper and take it around now and again so it takes the strain off that person having to cook. So it needn't be huge things that we do to help somebody who's a carer, something that is manageable but very thoughtful. And I think that would be something for our community to think about. How could we help and care about our carers? And also um, think about, could they do a little bit of fundraising? As we have um, a fund called Little Time For Me, which enables us to um, 
let carers have a little bit of money so they can have some time off and do something that is fun or relaxing for themselves. Thank you for joining us, Rachel. It's been a privilege and really fantastic being able to talk to you, Tash, and to be able to um, talk to you about carers, especially at this time of year around Carers' Rights Day. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. So, Tash, how do you find the chat to Rachel? Very interesting. Oh, cool. And did you find out some information? Yeah. It was confirmed that I was an unpaid carer for mum and dad. Oh, wow. And now I have a proper understanding of the difference with unpaid carers and paid carers. Um, oh, really? What's the difference? Unpaid carers are like family and friends, and you do it without getting paid. And um, paid carers is um, like me when I get my support workers to come in. Uh, okay. No, in the interview, she was full of knowledge. And it didn't matter how many times I asked a question or interrupted her or asked her to repeat again, she didn't mind. Oh, bless her. Mm-hmm. I'll, see you, I'll see you tomorrow, okay? Yeah, see me tomorrow. Thanks, Tash and Rachel. Now, with such a worthy cause, it's no wonder that Patrick Allen, our colleague at Surrey Joyce's, wanted to raise money for them. He's doing a 1,000 length sponsored swim. Justin, Stephen, Ian, Suzanne and Joanne are customers who knows Patrick well. And they got together with Patrick to find out why the cause is so close to his heart. How long have you been a carer? Well, I've been a carer since 1991. So that's over 31 years. That's 32 years. So, uh, and I look after my disabled wife. uh, And I also for 27 years looked after my um, wife's mother in the same house who had dementia. Um... And I've also worked for Surrey Choices, being a carer of some sorts, since 1991 as well. What made somebody be a good carer? Um, I think you get used to being a carer, um, because as a person needs change, you change as well, and you um, help the person um, adapt to their needs. And um, it is exhausting, you know, at times, and it is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job, And um, but it's very rewarding, and you learn so much about people being a carer, and um, uh, carers need all the support they can get because it is a hard, hard job as such to do. Um, it doesn't, it's at home, Um but you know you love the people and you do the best for them mm. and you just uh, do your best basically and the carers work for you and hospital I can't okay so the question was how has how action for carers helped you help me yeah. The carers. Yeah. Help. Help. Help me. Okay. Well, how action for carers? Yeah. Um, they've helped um, both uh, me and my wife um, for a very long period of time. Uh, they still help us, and uh, they they help us with. Um, doing paperwork which uh, is very difficult it's sometimes difficult. a lot of people find paperwork difficult and uh, we have on average a, um, a 50 page document to fill out yeah. um, Action for Carers has always been there to uh, give us advice mm. they have like a, a key worker that they assign to you yeah. um, that can help with your case and okay. it's just really important to actually have somebody there, there that you can rely on 
and uh, they've had um, they do groups where you can actually meet up with other carers and discuss your problems. Okay. And that really helps as well because you can get ideas from other carers about help to help people with their caring responsibilities. So you know, but it's uh, it is a hard hard job to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, But it's well worth having somebody there that really can help you out. Help me out. Okay, thank you. Thank you. What gave me the idea of doing a sponsored swim? Um, well, the... Well, to be honest, it was you you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you achieved... Um, you know, £900 when you did your sponsored swim of 100 lengths. And... Um, you know, uh, it really helped people out that money. So I thought that um, I'd been training for a year uh, and I was doing uh, 34 lengths each time I was going to the pool. So I decided to do a 1,000 lengths, um, which is hard work, yes. but it's good. And, um, you know, it, pe- people getting, it's getting out there and being noticed. I've had an article in the Farnham Herald now. Um, but it's also good for my health because yes. I've had problems with my health with asthma and uh, things like that. So it opens up my, my chest when I'm breathing. So yeah. it's also for my health problems as well. I'm doing this for the Patrick. Is a advisor will uh sponsor swimming. So how has how 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 has doing the sponsored swim affected yeah, me? Yeah. The this I I didn't have very good health at all and my doctor due to my caring needs, um a lot of people suffer from health problems when they become carers. And uh, you know, because you can't get out, you can't do things that you would like to do. Um, so you know, um, so uh, the, the doctor signed me up because I had very high blood pressure and stress and all the rest of it and heart problems. And uh, so doing um, the uh, sponsored swim has helped me immensely because it's brought down my blood pressure, I've lost weight um, and that sort of thing. But it's helped me in much more of a positive way because it makes me feel good. And when I go around with my sponsored swim posters, um, I uh, people say how good I'm doing and things like this. And um, uh, they tell me all their stories and, uh, you know, you get some really positive feedback, which makes you feel good as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's all... It's all good stuff, basically. Yeah. How do you feel about looking after a lot of people? It's very rewarding. I've done this for 31 years now. And um, especially the last couple of years being out in the community, I've seen people really grow. Um, You know, the achievements of the customers is amazing, you know, with... um, you guys were doing your sponsored swim here at the Farnham Leisure Centre. Yes. Um, that's really good as well because you know I see you achieve, I see you getting stronger, I see you're you you feeling good about yourselves. Yeah, um, meeting people, just being like anybody in society, which is what it's all about. And you know that's that's the main thing. That's what keeps me going. That really is what keeps me going, is is you guys. Good luck on your mission, Patrick. And if you want to donate to Patrick's goal, please go to justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash side choices dash action for care story. He will be streaming right up to Christmas, so make your donation count now. Now, care comes in many forms, and one of them is through the natural scheme known as Share Lives. We talked about this in a previous episode called Everyone is a Winner, where we met Kudip and Shannon. Oh yeah, I met her through my old social worker. 
men I used to live in, they supported living and they obviously introduced me to called it, see if I like shared lives. She's the best thing ever. Oh. <laughs> we never argued. And even when we were first introduced, it was almost like, you know, they asked her, do you want to move in? And she said, I can't wait. And then they asked me and I said, I can't wait. Well, apparently we weren't the only ones who were impressed with Kudab's fantastic work because, well, listen into Donna and Kudab and Kudab's budgie and find out what happened. Hello there, um, I'm Donna Wilson, the Registered Manager for the Surrey Choices Shared Live Service and I'm here today with Coldeep Dada who is one of our Shared Lives carers and recently won um, a national award um, with Shared Lives Plus um, Outstanding Shared Lives Carer of the Year Award 2022. So hello Coldeep. Hello Donna. <laughs> Hiya, thank you for joining us today. That's fine, my pleasure. So, how does it feel to be an award winner? I don't know. I was shocked and surprised. I don't know why did I get it. I thought I'm nothing special, just doing my job. <laughs> oh, well, I think that we all think you're pretty amazing, Coldy, which is why we nominated you. Thanks. So, so how did it feel? I mean, you're saying you were shocked and surprised. Obviously, we had um, you and King, the CEO of Shared Lives Plus, come and present you the award, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I felt like, you know, the young people I look after, and especially SR, I thought she deserved, she deserved that award rather than me, you know? You know, that was my feeling. You know, when they gave me an award, I said, no, she didn't deserve that, not me. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's that's what Shed Lives is all about, isn't it? It is all about being a unit together and 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 you know, in your in your family home, as it were. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about what you do in your Shed Lives role. Well, it depend on individual placement. What is like their care plan? What they need? This that. It's just every day is different depending on her mood. Like she could be very low one day because something happened, somebody upset her, or she could be in a very, very chirpy mood. Mm. Then all of a sudden she gets up, let's, Nana, let's go Guildford or let's go shopping. So it just depends what mood they're in and what they want it done. And sometimes mm. it's not even the guy's down or she's not very happy. And I'll say, okay, come on, let's go for a walk or let's go to the shops, do stuff, yeah? Yeah. I'll start making some food or one thing and I say, come on, let's eat together. Or You have to be quite flexible yeah. then in, in your role. Okay. What do you? What is it that you enjoy most about it? Mm, a good laugh. We're just talking about general stuff. You know, they can talk about their life previous or now or some friends and I can talk about mine, you know. And when it's like, it's just kind of the yeah. happy environment, yeah. So sharing experiences, talking about the things that life has presented with you, those kind <laughs> yeah. of things. I mean, the most yeah. enjoyable thing is like uh, in summer, you know, uh, we, when we go out together, it could be the beach, it could be shopping, all that that's what I enjoy most yeah stuff that's what yeah. and they love going uh, driving with me they like going to Indian shop in Hanslow buying samosas and Indian sweets I go by like what they want to do yeah it could be for haircut and all that yesterday the new young lady come we gone for haircut and as I said I'll join you you know we were both like kind of teasing her what haircut we're gonna give you choosing styles for her <laughs> and that was like a quite fun <laughs> Brilliant. And and what about the kind of support you get um, from, say, ourselves as the Shared Life Scheme or um, social workers, the locality teams? Do you feel supported in your role? Yeah, I mean, I can never complain about the support. I think it's more than what I need all the time. It's just at the other end, yeah? And depends, mm. really, whether you need some advice or you need some support or you're not sure about something. And I know I can pick up the phone and I can talk to anyone and they'll be, I mean, even if they can't get back to you straight away, they'll message you. And so there's yeah. no like 
doubt with any sport or whatever, you know. And that's what keeps you going because if you're not unsure or if you think, you, then you know you're going to get the advice and you're going to get the reassurance. Oh, that's good to hear. And so what would you say to someone who was considering um, becoming a shared lives carer themselves? I think it's great. You know, you're home. You don't have to worry about getting up in the morning, going out, and you're never bored. You know, there's always something <laughs> going never on. never boring. <laughs> it's never, it's just really, I think it's really great. I don't know why we people want to go out to work and all that. Just stay home and enjoy, yeah? <laughs> and especially, you know, you're every placement, yeah? Every placement have their, they have their own issues, but they have their own self. And I think it's even help you you could have a problem and you could be up feeling down, but you never get a chance to be having problem and feeling down, yeah? You're always busy. You know, you always have someone around you. It's, I I mean, I just really enjoy it. I mean, I, you know, I never take respite because I don't like it when my house is empty. <laughs> I don't know, it's individual choice. But I think people should definitely try it. And it's really amazing. You listen to their stories, you see how they are and all that. And sometimes you think, oh, God, I've got this problem, that problem. And when you see their stories and their problems and what they've been through in life, you think, hang on a minute, you know, I haven't got problems. Mm. You know, I haven't got issues and all that. And then they have their funny sides as well, yeah? They, they you know, you learn so much. I mean, I feel what I've learned over the years, 30 years I've been doing it. I think everything I've learned today, what I am, I've just learned from all my placements. You learn funny stuff. You need new, learn their new tricks. You learn their sad stuff, happy stuff, everything. So you feel it's a a two-way thing then. So you you give care and support, but you also receive a lot back. Lot of, you get a lot of, lot of support. I mean, yeah, you know, you just have to be a little bit sneezing or coughing and they'll, all three, four of them come are coming and asking you again and again, are you okay? Are you, you know, can we do something? And they all of a sudden start behaving, yeah? <laughs> so you get looked after as well? Yeah, you get really, really looked after. I mean, I can do, I can carry my shopping and all. We go shopping. No, 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 no. We carry the shopping. I said, no, I can carry the shopping. But they just want to help. Yeah. It's really good, you know, like they'll be away on seeing their friends and all that. They'll always call me. How are you, Nana? Yeah. Are you okay? A little message. And that feels really great as well. Not that you only look after them. I think they they just play a great role. And then they're like, for me, it's obviously most of the placement left me. They're just like part of my family. Yeah, One because of you're, you're still in touch with a lot of people. Me, and he'll just say to me, you haven't called me. If you, you know, didn't you need any help or whatever, yeah? <laughs> so where else you can get that? In what job you can get that your boss is going to call you, why don't you call me for some help or whatever, and they'll all of a sudden call you, we haven't heard from you, you know? Checking in on you, you've got this wide extended family of all the people that you, you've supported over the years. And then it's also, yes, they have their issues, but it's give and take. Yeah. So instantly you like them and you accept them for who they are. That's it. Once you have that love and affection and that respect, rest comes itself. Well, Cody, congratulations. You, you know, I'm, we are so <laughs> proud that you've won this award. We we think that, you know, you do an amazing job with the role that you do and the, the amount of people that you've supported in such a positive way so many people have have gained independence and gained skills with your support so thank you so much for for um being an amazing carer for us i'll say thank you for giving me the opportunity you know to do this congratulations kudip we are all very proud Kudip now lives with three adults who has care and support needs and grandchildren too. If you're in Surrey and you're interested in becoming a shared lives carer, there is a lot of flexibility and support for you. So please get in touch. Email sharelives at surreychoices.com or call us 01483 806 522. You can also 
listened to our June episode, everyone's a winner to hear more stories from Share Lives. So we've covered what it's like to be a carer at home and what it's like to be shared lives carer. But what about social care and community support? That's what we do a lot of at Zoe Choice. And we have one more guest for you. It's Jackie Doe, who is the head of Vocational Project. She's here to tell you what's it like working in social care and why you might want to join the procession. So Surrey Choices help um, people with disabilities to be able to move into working as part of their uh, community. So that could be in a job as a paid role, it could be in a voluntary role um, within a voluntary sector, or it could be supporting them to just be a member more of their community. So get out and about more, um, travel train them, be able to go to the shops, be able to engage into local community groups and um, be able to live the same kind of life that everyone else gets the opportunity to live. I think you have to have a high level of empathy to be able to work in social care because you have to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and imagine how they would be feeling in that situation. We're obviously working with people in a lot of different complex situations. So sometimes people might not have the ability to talk or communicate. So you need to have real good level of empathy to be able to think about how they might be feeling, what they might be thinking when they're getting into those kind of situations. Um, you also need to have a good sense of humour because sometimes things happen and um, you need to be able to laugh them off really and just kind of get on with your day. Um, taking things too seriously sometimes can be really hard work in care. A lot of things happen that you just have to be able to laugh them off. And you also need to be able to be kind really. I think that's it, the main thing, just being able to be kind and finding a good level of empathy. Um, so I think the main difference between an unpaid carer, someone who cares for someone in their family, um, so that someone in their own home or within their own family or a close family friend, you're not getting paid for that role. Um, that's something you do out of the kindness of your heart or obligation because you have to because that person can't look after themselves. Um, you don't get any external payment from that apart from maybe carer's allowance from the government. Whereas working within social care, in a social care role, you obviously get an external payment for that. So that's someone you choose to get into social care, to work in social care, but you're getting paid for that role. So that's where it'd be ultimately different. I think their aims are probably the same. However, what I would say is that the motivation is probably slightly different. Um, the aims are the same in that you're just, you're hoping to keep people safe and helping them live their day-to-day -day lives to the best of their ability. However, when you are an, a carer at home and you're not being paid for that role, you have a lot of other um, conflicting things as well. You know, maybe you've got your own health issues, you've got your own maybe job as well to do in your own time as well. So actually your, your motivations perhaps may be slightly different in that you're trying to keep your family member safe and secure and just getting through the days whereas actually maybe as a health and social worker you might be able to do a bit more progression maybe your motivation is to progress people to move forward in their lives whereas actually maybe as a carer you're just getting through the days for days. Personally I did not join in the clap for carers. I uh, know quite a few people that work in care and, and I you know I would think more I'd see it more aimed at people who are working in care homes and in nursing and in nursing situations. So quite a few members of my, yeah, quite a few members of my family are nurses, and uh, they found it very patronising um, because actually they didn't want people to clap for them. They just wanted to to get on with their job and. And so actually, I think it was very, you know, I know some people that really loved it and thought it was great. And I know lots of, you know, people in my family joined in. But actually, for me, I wasn't, I was like, I mean, I'd rather people didn't go out and clap. They wanted to go and donate to the food bank or go and volunteer or go and drive around and, you know, support people rather than standing on your step and clap. Yeah, it, it didn't really do anything for, for me. <laughs> And you know, the um, social care is in a recruitment crisis at the moment, and that is 
that is really you know really sad because it means that people aren't getting the support they they need because we haven't got enough staff um that's across the whole of the country you know there's not enough social care staff um and it has got a bad press you know the salaries are not good and that's something the government really needs to to, to work on and I think you know we've got probably got quite a lot of voices in Surrey Choices who would who would support that you know the people we support mainly will support that actually the staff needs to be paid more um it's not a valued career and that's also a shame because it as if for young people coming into the, the the sector it's not seen as an appealing valued job it's seen as an unskilled job and actually that's something that I would really challenge because some of the most skilled people I know work in social care. The amount of skills you need to be able to support someone with respect and dignity who, you know, can't can't communicate with you um, and needs a lot of physical and personal care that, you know, you need a lot of skills for that. So I think that needs to be changed and challenged. Um, I've just started working with the Prince's Trust to support young people to mentor them into uh, social care roles. So I meet with my, I've got a couple of link people that I support every month where we, I help them look at different jobs, what kind of skills they might need and do their CV to support more younger people getting into the service. And we've also um, started work with the local youth hubs, this is Surrey Choices, to um, encourage young people to come in for a week work experience and then a guaranteed interview, just to see the different things that you could do because I think it's got a bad rep because people think that it's all personal care and feeding people and that it's a bit sad but actually it's not you know there's so many things you can be doing you you could be going bowling in the morning and kayaking in the afternoon with some of the services you can in some of my services you know be out on Newlands Corner cutting back um the brambles or you know using a strimmer uh, sheep MOTs. One of the teams is going out in a couple of weeks to do a sheep MOT, which I didn't even know what a sheep MOT was until <laughs> until I got off. We got offered the opportunity to go. So that's learning to turn a sheep upside down, check its feet, its teeth, its teeth and its tail. Who knew that was a job? We've also got some people going out that link with a local farm now. They've been helping putting up a kissing gate um, and working out on the farm to be able to help maintain the land. You know, we've got people visiting car garages and Maserati centres and all manner of different things. And that that all constitutes that's all social care. It's, it's a social care role, but it's completely different to what you would envisage social care to be. And I think that's the thing that needs to change, really. It needs to be a different outlook on it. There are job roles available on our website. So that's www.surreychoices.com. Um, and if you want to have a conversation with someone about those job roles, you know, you're more than welcome to phone the main line, um, which is also on the website, to give someone a call and have a chat about those jobs. Um, as I said, work experience, if people wanted to come in and maybe have a bit of work experience to decide whether the role was for them, we'd be more than up for that. And, you know, generally just if you wanted to do some wanted to shadow someone for a day to see what the role was like or just have a chat I think that would be advisable when you're first getting into it just so you've got a good idea of what the job is um and just you know come and have a look and have a look at the website look at the different things that are available there are many challenges but there are also many people there to pull us that's why we like to give a shout out to them it's time for the above and beyond. Hello, I'm Poppy, and the people who go above and beyond for me are Three Readers. Three Readers is a media theatre dump company in Leatherhead. They open an art now. Um, they're open four days a week, so Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So we have music, dance, um, drama, theatre and art. They have really helped us during the COVID pandemic. They kept us online, the sessions kept going. During lockdown, we had quizzes, we had 
social night because obviously we were not getting out much. Um, yeah, so thank you, thank you. And we had three cancellations of our show, but they kept going. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Felix. Thanks, Felix, in Leatherhead, for going above and beyond. It really makes a difference. Finally, Rachel from Action for Carers reads a poem to us written during the pandemic by Jane Drought. Who is a carer? So this is a poem that was written by one of our carers that makes a point about sometimes carers can be invisible and the use of the word of carer, which can be misused. It's called Every Thursday I Clap for carers. I clap for the wonderful frontline NHS healthcare professionals in our hospitals. I clap for all the wonderful healthcare workers in our care homes. I clap for the wonderful support services, police, ambulance, fire brigade, teachers and armed forces. I clap for all the wonderful key workers who keep our food and services running. Every Thursday, I come out on my doorstep and clap for carers. The doorstep is as far as I can go. For seven years, I have not been able to leave my husband on his own. For five wonderful minutes every Thursday, I clap with everyone on my street. For five wonderful minutes, I feel like I am part of society again. Then I go back indoors to my own personal lockdown. I am a carer. Who claps for me? Thanks for listening to Sorry Voices. We hope you liked the show and if so, Please leave us a comment or rate our podcast on your podcast app. If you have any questions or would like to be involved, you can contact us at joycewaves at sorrychoices.com. Thanks this month to Rachel, Patrick, Kudup and Jackie for telling us about Care and Carers and Patch, Donna and the customers for conducting interviews. I've been your host, Martin Bell. Until next time, take care. Bye for now.